Explicaciones a ti. Yo no te debo, chico. Yo hago con mi cuerpo lo que me dé la gana y tus prejuicios me los paso por la raja, pan. Otra vez <risa> en nuestro episodio número 10, ya con un mejor humor, ya con otro ánimo <risa> y otra vibra, <risa> celebrando nuestro episodio número X en números romanos, el 10. episode. Uh -huh. We did not even know that we would get this far. Uh -huh. Exactamente. So, um, we're going to do a little taste. Sí. Hey. Salud, wow. qué belleza sobra. <risa> Entonces, a ver, te voy a hacer una pregunta. ¿Qué significa para ti estar en una relación? Well, when I'm not in a relationship, it's really important for me to be dating as much as possible to sort of not confine myself or tie myself down because I feel like it's a time where I need to get to know myself and I want things to be a little bit lighter and funner. And because I'm a serial monogamous, those, those spaces and times are especially important for me. So it's kind of a big deal once I feel like I am ready to be with somebody again because being by yourself is really important. Sí. So for me, what does it mean to be in a relationship? It means that I... I'm so connected to somebody that I've been dating that it feels hard to be dating other people. It means that I've gotten to a point where even if I want to be putting my energy, my romantic energy, whatever you want to call it, towards other people, it it's almost more laborious because I'm spending a lot of my time thinking about one person and when I'm with other people, I'd really rather be with that person. So being in a relationship just means that I've gotten to a point where I feel connected enough to one person that I feel like, okay, it doesn't make sense for me to be dating anybody else again. And obviously, if I'm dating to begin with, I feel like I'm ready to some kind of extent. And yeah, that I'm just going to jump in at whatever capacity I'm able to in that moment and give it a shot and see if like this is the person that things are gonna work out with or at least give it a real try as opposed to hang out and Aww. yeah pero cuando ya estás con una persona y ya te decidiste a tener una relación con esa persona mm -hmm. en el caso de nosotros qué es lo que significa para ti ya cuando ya estás dentro de eso so once I'm already in the relationship once you're already in and uh -huh. you are committed to that person qué significa para ti tener ya a otra persona en tu vida 24-7 y que está ahí contigo y... wow <laughs> it's a responsibility it is right it is I feel like it's a responsibility. It means that you have to be less selfish. It means that you have to open yourself up and be willing to open yourself up in a way that might feel really uncomfortable sometimes. And I think it's a test in communication and growth. I think that once you're in a relationship with somebody and it's 
working well, then the testament to that is really that you can recognize growth specifically in yourself and the ways that you're willing to bend and change for the better so that the relationship can also be better. What about you? That's Same question. What, what what does being in a relationship mean to you? Mm-hmm. And I'm particularly curious about that because this is your first real relationship, right? Sí, sí. Es mi primera relación formal que me haya durado más de tres meses. <laughs> <laughs> yo, antes de conocerte a ti, yo quería, siempre yo he querido, para mí es muy importante en las relaciones románticas conectar con la persona antes de caer en lo que llamamos el commitment, el compromiso. Uh-huh. Eh, yo conocí muchas personas, I dated, pero nunca tuve una conexión especial con ninguna. Uh-huh. Y lo que yo siempre supe, incluso en mis momentos más solitarios, era que yo no quería estar con una persona solamente por la compañía o porque eh, me completara un espacio eh, del cual yo carecía. Uh-huh. Yo quería estar con una persona con la que yo conectara de verdad en un nivel profundo. Esa cosa que yo siento contigo que yo nunca la he sentido antes. Entonces eso era lo, esa conexión profunda era la que, yo estaba, la que yo estaba buscando y no encontré nunca hasta que te conocí a ti. Pero bueno, desde el punto de vista ya de cuando uno está dentro de la relación, ya cuando uno está conociendo a la otra persona, ya cuando yo misma me estoy descubriendo cómo soy yo en una relación, cómo son las relaciones, cómo es la dinámica, todas uh-huh. esas cosas. Es un desafío, pero yo creo que en la vida ninguna cosa que valga la pena es fácil. Entonces, lo que yo sí trato siempre es de aprender, de aprender, de aprender, de aprender, de aprender, aprender de ti, aprender de mí, aprender de las circunstancias por las que pasamos, de las experiencias, de lo bueno, de lo malo. Incluso cuando no está, estamos en nuestros peores días, que uh-huh. tenemos nuestros días que son bien cabrones, pero siempre aprender y siempre tratar de llevar las cosas desde el punto de vista del amor. Yo creo que la gente hoy en día se deja guiar mucho por lo superficial de las cosas. Y entonces he visto, por ejemplo, parejas que dicen, ah, eh, me cansó porque no me trata bien. O porque me grita mucho, porque y eso no está bien. Pero también uno tiene que aprender a mirar eh, el corazón de esa persona. El aprender a mirar la parte buena de esa persona, lo que te enamoró. No ver lo superficial y, lo, y la emoción que estás sintiendo en el momento. Yo trato con todos los medios de no dejarme guiar por la emoción del momento, sino ver más allá, like, ver the whole picture, como dicen los americanos, la, la, la foto completa. Tratar de verte con amor, incluso en los momentos que te quiero ahorcar, <risa> mirarte y decir, yo siento amor por ti y yo voy a tener paciencia y voy a contar hasta 10 porque siento amor por ti. Entonces, para mí, eh, eh, eso, eh, para mí eso significa tener una relación, ser capaz de hacer sacrificio, eh, bajar un poco el ego, tratar de siempre moldear las cosas para que fluyan. Las relaciones son difíciles. Uno tiene sus propios problemas y cuando uno está con otra persona, entonces no es solamente no tienes solamente que preocuparte por ti, es también la otra persona. Y para mí especialmente es, es más difícil, ya que yo he vivido sola por muchos años, por mucho tiempo. Mi familia no está aquí, soy yo literalmente estaba sola todo el tiempo preocupándome por mí nada más. 
Entonces, el ahora no tener que preocupar, no, no solamente ser yo, sino también tenerme que preocupar, como tú dijiste, es una responsabilidad por ti, por lo que tú piensas, por lo que tú sientes. Eh, no estar solamente en mi burbuja. Uh -huh. y, y eso se trata. Yo creo que de eso, eso para mí significa tener una relación. So, I guess you're starting to talk about that already, but what are things that you feel like you've learned in being in this relationship, whether that's about you or... I think you already kind of spoke to what you're learning about what it means to be in a relationship, but what are things that you feel like you've learned about yourself being in this relationship that you didn't already know or you knew in a different way, you know? Lo primero que estoy aprendiendo en tener una relación es tener una relación. Eso es lo primero que estoy aprendiendo. Es una cosa que uno tiene que a la que uno tiene que entregarse, dedicarse a tiempo completo. Yo he aprendido que yo soy más paciente de lo que yo pensaba que era. He aprendido que soy menos egoísta de lo que yo pensaba que era. He aprendido incluso que soy más monógama de lo que yo pensaba que era. Eh, porque eso era una cosa que al principio cuando yo empecé en la relación, you know, que ya decidimos... Eh, ser exclusiva, yo decía, eh, yo no sé cómo ser exclusiva porque es que yo no he estado con una sola persona así nunca. Uh -huh. Entonces me, me puse un poco, estaba un poco nerviosa en el sentido de que, bueno, y si conozco a otra persona y si otra persona me empieza, como me ha pasado, ¿no? Que muchachas me empiezan a coquetear y uh -huh. quieren salir conmigo, quieren mi número, yo no sé, porque como yo siempre he sido, sí, sí, dame tu número y vamos uh -huh. a salir. Y, eh, ahora, como no, no sé, no sé cómo, pero tú sabes qué, yo creo que no me ha pasado porque es que ya ni tengo ojos para más nadie. Es una cosa natural. No es ni siquiera una cosa de que, no, tengo que mantenerme focus because I'm committed. No, no, uh -huh. no tengo que esforzarlo. Porque de verdad que ya te conocí ¿no? Y, y no tengo ojos para más nadie, no me interesa, no me... Entonces vino solo. Entonces, como vino solo, ahora me estoy dando cuenta, mm, yo no soy tan mujeriega como yo pensaba que era. Yeah, I remember that. I remember when you were telling me that <laughs> after you convinced me to be in a relationship with you, when you were sharing that with me. And I remember appreciating your honesty, but also being like, what the hell? Like, then... How am I supposed to trust you if you don't trust yourself, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sí, me acuerdo de eso. Pero sí, eso es una de las cosas que he aprendido. Estoy aprendiendo que soy menos geniosa cuando estoy enamorada. In general soy como or más, in the relationship? Soy como más melosa, ¿no? En, 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 in both, general? En both. Oh, wow. En both. Look at me. Soy más melosa. Soy mucho más melosa. Tengo menos genio, menos mm -hmm. impulso. Sí. ¿Y tú? Tú sí tienes una carrera larga en eso de las relaciones. Yeah, I'm trying to think what distinct things I've learned in this relationship. Well, I've realized more so than any time before this, I think, that I'm bossy. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really know that I was as bossy as <laughs> I oh, am. Nunca te lo habían dicho. Not really. Oh, my God. Not really. La gente con la que tú estabas que eran. Sirvientes tuyos. No, 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 no. I mean, I think it, obviously it's always been there. I'm the same person, but I myself... I don't think I've noticed it 
as much. Because you've never told me that I'm bossy. I've noticed that I'm bossy. And then I say it. And you're like, yeah, of course you are. No, no, no. No, yo te, no tú descubriste que yo era bossy porque yo te dije un día, tú eres dominante. Fue como un aha moment porque yo incluso me recuerdo hasta, hasta de tú. Yo soy dominante. Y después, sí, I tú eres dominante. I remember having this revelation by myself. I don't know if it was you or not. That's on me. But it's true. I think about it and I'm like, damn, I am a bossy. I'm bossy. A little no. A lot. <laughs> um, so I've learned that, which otherwise I thought I was pretty chill about most things except for the things that were really, really important to me. And now I've realized, no, I'm just kind of bossy overall. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even only the mm -hmm, things that are really mm -hmm. important to me. I've learned that opening up doesn't get easier. You would think after being with so many people and in longer relationships that you kind of like know how to do it. And that's not true. It doesn't get easier. I think I've also learned that how you're able to show up depends on the person that you're with. And I think that there are ways that I've opened up parts of myself to you a lot faster, even if it doesn't feel like that, than I have with other people. And that is rooted in just genuinely really trusting you. So I've learned that. But even then, it's a struggle. It happens a little bit less often now. And I think that is because we've grown so much, especially in these last few months that we've been together. But it's still hard. It's like a difficult thing to do that I really, really have to push myself to do, uh, especially when it comes to being really vulnerable or showing certain feelings that I like to keep for myself and that I like to have in private, not with other people witnessing or you know, being around. I've also learned that there are things that I didn't realize were as important to me that really are. Oh, for example. Like, okay, so I've always loved to dance, right? <laughs> no, I have. Always, always. Like, since I was a preteen, I've been going to teen nights. I would be at every dance at school. But really things. Yeah. <laughs> at the club all the time sí, when I was go, like si no en, perreo, in college, early 20s, mid 20s. Like <laughs> love, love to dance. I've always loved that. And the people that I've been with usually are fine with dancing, but it's not any, you know, I'm the one that really likes to dance. They do it for me sí. more so than because <laughs> they care or want to typically. And I feel like Well, you said you don't really like to dance, which is <laughs> interesting. No es que no me guste, es que me da igual, ¿entiendes? Yo no soy de una persona que diga, ay, me encanta. Yo, yo lo que sí no puedo vivir es sin la música. Mm -hmm. Pero bailar así no es una cosa que, ay, impar y voy a bailar. No, mm -hmm. no, no, no es una cosa que me... Se me da bien, pero no... no. Well, Maya's a really good dancer, so it's surprising, or it's surprised. I assumed, I completed the two. I thought because she dances so well that she must love to dance, and it was a surprise to me. <laughs> She's only like, eh? I don't really care. But then I guess you're always at least willing, and there are times when I don't even realize that I want to, or I'm in a different mood, and I don't feel like it, that you kind of force me to. And that's brought so much joy to my life because it is something that I really love. And in not having, and not having been with people like that, I didn't realize how much of that I was missing. I always had moments where I was like, damn, I don't feel like I'm in my body. Like I need to be in my body more. I need to be less cerebral and more just like moving because I think the body has a lot of information and it has a lot of wisdom and 
it's a spiritual thing, you know, mm, to be able to yelling. release. Like, I think sweat, tears, any water that your body is releasing is like, it's healing and it's spiritual in some way. And I've definitely had moments or periods of time where I'm like, I know that I'm missing that, but I didn't realize that I was missing that aspect from my relationships. Like, that's such an important thing to me. And in being with you, I've realized, oh my gosh, it is. What would we have done this whole time together in the lockdown if we didn't dance as much as we did, mm, you know? Like, we dance a lot when we were outside in the regular worlds, but if I didn't have that, oh my gosh. Little parts of me, I think, would have crumbled up and died. <laughs> but if I was with someone else, that's it. It just would have been a piece that I, I shut down mm. and I wasn't thinking. I would have been missing it so mm. much and, you know. <laughs> and aside from dancing, ¿qué es lo que esta relación ha traído tu vida? Oh, okay. <laughs> sí, porque has aprendido que para ti era muy importante bailar y que eras una cosa que habías como guardado, you know? Oh, yeah. yes. Here's another learning. Another learning also is that I also didn't realize how much having a shared culture was important. I have dated other Latinas. I have never been in a serious, committed relationship with one. And I've really not even dated Latinas that much either. When I'm saying dating, I'm using that super, super loosely. Like, sí. dates are like other things, but mm -hmm. not serious things. <laughs> Lo sabemos, mami. No All tienes right. que ser okay. super específica. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> so, Tienes and I feel like oscuro. that... <laughs> That attraction was never really there for me as much because, not to stereotype, but a lot of the times Latinas are, like, we just have a lot of, like, fire. And I've always been like, I don't have space for anybody else to be like that. Like, <laughs> I occupy that space all by myself. I'm enough to deal with on my own. I don't need to be with another person that's like that. I need to be with someone who balances me. And my understanding of what balanced me was someone who's just like more chill someone who's a little bit more low-key about certain things someone who's not gonna get upset really quickly and you know like explode and like I'm like no I can't I can't do that that's all the women in my family that's <laughs> that's all my friends that's me I can't have that in my relationship as well and in being with you I've realized that oh, no, that's actually been a, a, a really beautiful piece that I've been missing. Not necessarily that I, I, don't, I haven't said to you, you know, like, we need more balance when mm -hmm. it comes to that. Sí. But the other things that come with it, having shared languages sí. is really beautiful. You know, if there are certain things that I just can't express in English. Or there's almost like a shared memory bank, which is weird, even though we grew up in different countries and <laughs> different places. But there are, like, memories that we have <laughs> That are connected and that are the same, uh -huh, you know, uh -huh. moments in time, things, Canciones. songs, yeah, mm -hmm. like so many mm -hmm. things where it's like, it's almost like we grew up together, sí, even though we didn't. And that's really beautiful. I think that the relationship that you're able to have with my grandmas, mm -hmm. you know, because you understand what it's like to grow up in a Caribbean country and a Spanish Caribbean country and because you can actually communicate with them. Mm -hmm. And things like that. Even my parents and all of that. All those things I'd never realized were that important. And they are. And they're really beautiful and special. So that's been something that this relationship has brought to me. 
and also something that I've learned that otherwise I wouldn't have thought was that big a deal. Yo soy una persona que he estado con personas de diferentes culturas, pero siempre he creído que es muy importante y siempre incluso quise eh, que el día que yo tuviera una relación que fuera una persona cercana de mi cultura. Preferiblemente puertorriqueña, dominicana o cubana no. Para decirte la verdad, <risa> cubano no, porque ya como tú mismo dijiste, para mí me alcanza, para mí, conmigo misma ya me alcanza la dosis de cubano. Y además creo que también es muy bonito estar con alguien que no es de tu país porque aprendes más, uh -huh. ¿entiendes? Yo nací, me crié en Cuba, toda mi familia es cubano, ya yo de Cuba sé todo lo que iba a saber y todo lo que iba a aprender. Estar con otra persona de mi país, aunque fuera por supuesto lindo también, porque mentira, uno también comparte cosas que son propias de cubanos, pero para eso tengo mis amigos, uh -huh. ¿no? Siempre quise una persona de otro país, pero que, que, a, que a la misma vez compartiera mi cultura latina. Es una cosa cómica que Samantha siempre me dice, es que cuando nosotros empezamos a salir, ella se sorprendía lo cómoda que yo me ponía, que ella es que... que <risa> Lo como a que eh, yo le invité a mi casa por primera vez y yo estaba like, no, ella se sintió como que she was already my girlfriend, even though we were just dating. Porque yo tenía una comodidad y una confianza oh God, con él. You were so comfortable. Yo tenía una comodidad y una confianza con ella. Tremenda. Que ella misma decía, ¿y esta mujer por qué se siente tan contigo? De estar tan contigo. Me sentía con ella muy cómoda. Era una persona muy familiar. Era una persona que se sentía close to home. Incluso al principio de conocernos, una cosa que, que a mí, yo creo que fue lo que más me enamoró, lo atenta y lo cariñosa que tú eres. Eso, en muchas de las, las personas con las que yo estuve, eran así, pero no eran así porque naturalmente fueran así, sino porque al principio la gente siempre quiere ganarse tu cariño. Mm -hmm. Entonces, they go out of their way to be a little bit more affectionate, pero en realidad, en realidad, en su corazón no son tan así. Lo hacen al principio porque quieren que tú te enamores de ellos, están enamorados de ti, el, el tiempo es la pasión, pero contigo fue distinto. Yo me, enamoré, yo, me, yo me enamoré de ti porque me di cuenta que tú eras una persona genuinamente atenta y cariñosa. Detalles que tuviste conmigo, por ejemplo, el mismo día que me gradué, tú nada más me habías conocido por como dos semanas. Y te apareciste en mi casa con una botella de champán, con una postal súper linda, con tremenda dedicatoria. Esas son cosas que, que, que me llegaron de verdad al corazón. Pero además la forma en la que hablaba de tus abuelas, de tu familia. Yo dije, no es que solamente sea una persona cariñosa conmigo, sino que mira cómo es también con su familia. Y, y yo eso lo valoro mucho, las personas que son familiares, las personas que son cercanos con sus padres, que son respetuosos de sus mayores. Y eso fue algo que yo vi en ti desde el primer date. Y me gustó cantidad. Sí, porque yo no sé si ustedes serán así, pero nosotros hablamos de nuestras abuelas en nuestro primer date. Sí, nosotros hablamos hasta de nuestras abuelas en el primer date. Porque esas mujeres son importantes en nuestras vidas. Y desde ese primer momento, yo dije, esta muchacha es especial. Esta muchacha es especial. Esta muchacha no es cualquier cosa, esta muchacha. Y ella, eh, quiero decirle, aclarar, ella pensó, que yo, que, que, que la vibra de nosotros en el primer día había sido una vibra amistosa. Ella me iba a poner, ella estaba ready para ponerme a mí en el friend zone, porque ella no sintió como mucha pasión y muchas cosas. Y yo sí estaba apasionada por ella, a mí sí me gustaba, lo que me daba pena ser muy agresiva, porque yo la veía tan, tan inocente, tan buena, tan 
Como que yo, yo, yo la respeté desde el primer día que la vi. Y entonces dije, no, yo no voy a hacer con ella como mismo he sido con otras personas. Quiero, porque ella es una mujer seria. Y quiero darle esa impresión de seriedad y, y de que... Pero al final la besé, porque eso fue lo que me sacó de Frenzón, que al final del day le espanté un beso por la boca. Y ahí fue que me la gané. Pero eh, desde el principio yo siempre sentí eso. Like, esta muchacha es una persona seria. ¿Y sí, oh. sí. <risa> Que después me di cuenta que she fooled me, porque ahí no se no tiene nada. No, I Bossy like that. como carajo. I like the idea that I come off as innocent. Sí, sí, sí. Como una muchacha buena, tranquila, decente, que lo es, lo es, lo es. Lo que pasa es que es inocente, es inocente también, sí. Tú, tú, tienes, tú tienes tus momentos. Pero, <risa> pero, pero, pero sí. Y la pregunta que te iba a hacer, que después que me desviaste, ¿qué es lo que esta relación ha traído a tu vida? Uh, it's brought me a lot of joy. Mm. It's obviously uh, brought me love and confirmation, affirmation that when I decided to leave my last relationship, it was because I knew that there was better out there for me. It's brought me to feelings of safety Like I was talking about before, I feel safe. I feel safe because I feel deep trust. It has brought a level of respect for people that just truly say how they're feeling that I also didn't realize was so important. I don't know that I've ever had that in a relationship. I have had honesty. Obviously, I've had really deep, intense talks with people and felt like I've known people in a really deep, profound way. That was amazing. But I think that part of what you're saying, the same way that you're applying that some people are more affectionate and, you know, a little bit more thoughtful and stuff like that in the beginning mm -hmm. to sort of win you over. I feel like I've had, not in the affection area, but when it comes to just being like honest and truthful, I've had that. That, that version of it, where people aren't really telling me exactly how they feel. They're making it seem like things that they're not okay with are okay. And they're playing really important things down so that I don't freak out and leave. But really all that does is it makes it so that it's harder to communicate and understand. Claro. Because... You know, if you don't know something, no, no es genuino, mami. Eso no es genuino. it's not, it's not genuine. And I think it leads for a lot of resentment and things like that. And something I so, so, so appreciate about you, even though it gets on my last nerve sometimes, <laughs> is that you always have to tell me how you feel about everything. Right. And sometimes the way that you feel about something does not make you look good, but you don't care. Like That's not your priority. It's not about what's going to make you look good. It's about sharing how you're genuinely feeling with me. And even like in the other episodes when I was saying, you know, you were upfront about being like, I'm jealous. Like, I hate that. I don't want anybody to tell me they're jealous. But <laughs> what? No, I don't want to tell someone who's jealous. But it's true. There's so many ways where by just being upfront and direct with me, you give me the opportunity to choose. And I don't second guess or doubt what you're telling me. I trust that if you're feeling some kind of way about something, whether I like it or not, 
you're going to make sure you find the space that you make the space and the time to share that with me. And so it just, there's a freedom that comes with that, that you can't have otherwise when you're tiptoeing around certain things or when you have this sense that something's wrong, but the person won't really tell you. And when you talk to them about it, they're talking in circles. It's brought me creativity. I mean, this, this thing that we're doing together <laughs> is, you know, sometimes it's annoying, but it's, <laughs> it's cool to have like a project that we're doing together. And even in quarantine, like, okay, so I will be the first to admit that I wanted Maya to go home. We came back from Miami. I knew that we were going to go into a quarantine. I believed in that moment that it would be two to three weeks. And I was like, why don't we just... We had already been talking about it a little bit beforehand, how like, oh my gosh, we're always together and, you know, we need to have our own sort of space, true, and some boundaries around that. So I was like, this is the perfect opportunity. Go home. I'll stay home. We can ride the quarantine now and then we'll come back together and it'll be a good time to sort of regroup. Mm. And Maya did not want to leave. She <laughs> refused to go. She didn't want to leave. No, porque ella me estaba diciendo eso que estaba brava conmigo, okay? Well, y also, cuando ella está brava, <laughs> ella toma decisiones que no son las mejores. Y entonces, por eso tengo que ser yo both. la cabeza de ella cuando no, ella no puede pensar. It was both. You, yo I, soy I, la conciencia de Pinocho. No, I was pissed at you, but also for that reason. <laughs> And she insisted on staying. So finally, I was like, all right, fine. And thank God, honestly, because first of all, it wasn't two to three weeks. Yeah, that shit is never hours. ending. I still feel like we're... Se puso peor, actually. And I don't know how... I mean, so much respect and love and care, if I can send that, to the people who have had to brave that by themselves. Because I don't know how I would have stayed at the level of sanity, which even is questionable, but mm -hmm. like that I was, if I didn't have you, if I didn't have some source of like fun, you know, because I was still working, but I was, I mean, this, this whole thing, I'm sure for everyone, is just so, so stressful. Sí, There's so many things going on. You're trying to like reconfigure your life mm -hmm. and at feel sort of semi-normal, whatever that means, but you know, Las and noticias también. Las oh, so depressing in the beginning and then finding out that all these mm -hmm. people that you know have passed away and it was just a lot. And not only did I have you to lean on as a support system and someone to like go through that with, to wash all the groceries after we got them for two hours <laughs> and, you know, lice all the shit out of our whole body, like do all the crazy things that we were doing to try to feel like we were really protecting ourselves. We also just had so much fun, you know? We had so many cute date nights. Like mm -hmm. date nights are possible when you're stuck at home and you can't go out. We did so many cute things. We had, we went camping. We went camping <laughs> in my room, you know? We had a fake, Tent, wine and stuff like under the stars. Ah, mira, eso fue una cosa que yo he aprendido con esta relación, que yo soy más romántica de lo que yo creía también. I, well, I have also forced you to be romantic. I think. <laughs> I'm like, what do you think this is? Like, hello, stop it up. Es verdad, es verdad, es verdad. Es verdad, ella me ha forzado, es verdad, es verdad. Um, Coño, mami. Well, it's true. You might be true. No, no, es verdad. Pero tú me fuerzas a ser romántica, pero las ideas son mías. Mm -hmm. But we've had really, really beautiful, beautiful, like 
delicious, romantic. Cinco de Mayo. Dinners with, oh, I was going with romantic, but you wanted to, all right. No, <laughs> well, but romantic but dinners but with but like but multiple courses, like bomb, bomb food that yo cocino, I'm happier. Yo yeah, okay. Yo super bien. Yeah, <laughs> and, but also like funner things. We've had some fun game nights, bilingual scrabble. Uh-huh. Dates. Date yeah, in the spa. Uh, spa dates <laughs> are spa so date. good. Sí, nosotros hemos ido aquí al spa. Blown the works. Hemos ido al spa varias veces. Full blown like club nights mm-hmm. where we're dancing for hours. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we even get dressed up as uh-huh. if we're going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I don't know. So, so many fun, sweet things. Tuvimos Cinco de Mayo, que aquí mi amiguita hace unas margaritas que son una bomba. <laughs> las margaritas de mi amiguita, súper buena. Yeah, we don't... Tremenda I borrachera. Mean, I don't celebrate Cinco de Mayo normally, but, you know, in Pero, this space, any excuse. <laughs> claro, like, cualquier cosa nos venía We're bien. just going to do it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so much dancing and singing and, I don't know, so, so many things that if... I didn't have you Gotta buy me it. to do them with, you know, like, who knows where I would have been. I'm still struggling to kind of adjust to all of this, but I think I would be much, much worse off if I didn't have you there to move through that. What about you? Yo, esta relación, yo siempre te digo que tú eres mi sanadora. Llegaste a mi vida para curarme, para hacer mis días más lindos, para hacerme feliz. Porque de los 12 años que llevo en este país, bueno, van a ser 12 en dos semanas, yo no he sido tan feliz como en este último año. Yo, como estaba diciendo ahorita, you felt like home, and since you felt like home, you, I felt safe with you. Me sentí, siempre me he sentido protegida en esta relación. Siempre me he sentido como que no estoy sola, como que siempre voy a tenerte a ti para... Eh, apoyarme en los momentos más difíciles, para levantarme cuando no tengo fuerza, para darme ánimo, motivación. Yo no puedo describir con palabras todo lo que esta relación, lo que tú has traído a mi vida. Antes de yo conocerte, yo estaba en un momento muy oscuro, con unos ataques de ansiedad tremendo. Estaba completamente contigo, fuera de mí. Y tú me trajiste de nuevo a mí. Vale, yo no puedo, yo no tengo con qué agradecerte la forma en la que tú has iluminado mi vida y mis días. Yo al principio de este año, antes, incluso antes de lo del coronavirus, perdí mi trabajo y de no haber sido por yo tenerte a ti, yo sinceramente yo creo que me hubiera vuelto loca. Porque aparte de haber perdido mi trabajo, después vino esto del corona. Y yo no hubiera sabido qué hacer. Tú fuiste lo que me encentró, lo que me ayudó a enfocarme. Todos los días ahí apoyándome, incluso los días en los que yo misma te trataba mal, porque estaba de mal humor, porque estaba estresada, porque estaba con miedo. Y tú ahí constante conmigo. Incluso yo le dije a ella, si tú quieres, nos separamos hasta que yo encuentre trabajo. Entonces, ah. So dramatic. So dramatic. En mi cabeza yo decía, bueno, ahora no tengo trabajo, ahora tengo tantas cosas en las que enfocarme y ni siquiera voy a tener los recursos para, para salir con ella, para hacer las cosas que tanto nos gustan hacer, salir, viajar, comer afuera. Y, y yo dije, no la voy a someter a que esté sufriendo este proceso conmigo. Eso es egoísta de mi parte. 
que siga su camino y, y nos encontraremos más para adelante o no. Tú no, tú te quedaste ahí. Que eso muestra cantidad cuando una persona te quiere y te ama y está contigo hasta el final. Y hasta ahora, en un año y pico que llevamos juntas, este, ese ha sido el momento más terrible que yo he pasado. Uno de los más terribles que he pasado en este país. Pero además, estando contigo, es más terrible. Y, y la forma en la que tú me apoyaste es... Vaya... Incluso you went out of your way to take me to Atlantic City porque tú sabías que yo nunca había ido y yo estaba súper deprimida. Y, y, yo te, y no era el viaje como tal, sino el gesto de preocupación, de querer, de querer que yo esté bien, de querer a, a aliviarme el dolor que yo sentía y, y, y darme ánimo. Cuando yo cumplí 30 años, también... Cuando yo cumplí 30 años, yo y Samantha llevábamos un mes de relación, nada más. Uh -huh. Y yo no tengo mi familia aquí. Y bueno, mi padre está aquí, pero mi padre y yo no tenemos una relación muy cercana. Entonces, Samantha me preparó una sorpresa por mi cumpleaños. Y la sorpresa fue nada más y nada menos que llevarme a Las Vegas por mis 30 años. Que jamás yo me hubiera imaginado una cosa así, y más con una persona con la que yo llevaba un mes. Mm. Un detalle que, como te dije ahorita, yo puede que mañana no estemos más, pero yo no voy a tener nunca cómo agradecerte las cosas que tú has hecho por mí en mis momentos más difíciles y en los momentos que más lo necesitaba. A mí los cumpleaños no me gustan mucho, mis cumpleaños, te digo la verdad, porque casi siempre me ha tocado celebrarlo desde hace 12 años, lejos de las personas que más quiero. Mm. ¿Entiendes? Pero... Ese año tú lo hiciste tan especial y tan bonito que yo creo que a partir de ese momento me van a empezar a gustar mis cumpleaños porque fue muy lindo y la pasé súper bien, definitivamente. Yeah, I remember when I turned 30. It was such a hard year because I was, I, I had just broken up with my ex-partner like two weeks before it then. Mm. And I was miserable. I was heartbroken. And I thank God I had, you know, a crew of some of my closest friends who were willing to come and just sort of, you know, we rented like a lake house and just be away for a weekend. And I don't know what would have happened if I didn't have that, you know. I was still heartbroken and a mess and crying the whole time and like in and out. But I remember one feeling like, fuck, she fucked up <laughs> my 30th birthday because I didn't want to be sad when I turned 30, right? But also, like, thank God I had the people that I had around me because even in that, they lifted me. And if I can do something to try to make you feel special and happy, then even if I haven't been with you that long, if I'm able to, I should do that so that it takes this thing away of not being around your family and the people that are closest to you in this sort of, like, milestone. So. Gracias, mami. Mm -hmm. no. Te amo contigo. No, me di tu, baby. Oh, wow. We're really at time. Sí. Okay. <laughs> so, if you haven't gotten the point yet, we decided we're going to take this 10th episode to ask each other questions and sort of, like, uh, just reflect on our relationship. Exactamente. Y celebrar estos 10 episodios con nuestro amor, lo que dio a luz este podcast. Uh -huh. Entonces creímos que 
esta iba a ser la mejor manera de celebrar este décimo episodio, celebrando a las dos mamás yeah. de este programita que tenemos aquí. And maybe it'll be a tradition, maybe like every tenth or something. <laughs> exactly. You can reflect or do something. Uh -huh. Definitivamente. ¿Dónde tú nos ves en 10 años? Oh, Okay. Ya que estamos hablando de 10. Ya que estamos hablando de 10. Me vino solamente. Heard long ass podcast. Um, <laughs> what do I see us in 10 years? That's a hard question for me. I don't think of the future that much. I do. I think of like the near future, but not the far future. I hope that we're still together and more in love than ever. I think I potentially see us with a family, which sounds... It feels scary to say out loud, <laughs> but I I can see that and I hope for that. And I hope that whatever we're doing, we are playing by our own rules and really following paths that actually make us happy, not the ones that feel safe or the ones that feel like, you know, well, considering the circumstances, this is the best option, but that we're both able to do the things that make us feel free and alive separately, claro. you know, so that we can just reinforce that in each other when we're together. And if we do have a family, you know, be that kind of example. But specifically, I don't know, because I don't, I don't really think like that. What about you? Lo mismo. Yeah. Yo creo que en 10 años... Si seguimos por el camino que vamos, vamos a llegar a 10 años. Vamos a llegar a 10 años con una relación súper sólida. Potencialmente, por supuesto, con una familia. Me veo contigo teniendo hijos. No sé cómo, pero seguro que sí. Uh -huh. Y me veo también, me veo, nos veo. Eh, como te dije, si seguimos por el camino que vamos, teniendo carreras exitosas y que nos hagan que nos hagan felices. Falta todavía mucho por recorrer. Lo primero que tenemos que pensar es cómo vamos a sobrevivir el 2020. Que wow. está de madre. <ríe> Hay que pensar If primero. Any of us sí, vamos, vamos primero a pensar cómo vamos a, a sobrevivir el 2020 y después vendrá lo demás. We're like looking at 2021 as this beacon of new hope and it just gets worse. <ríe> bueno, depende porque si Trump gana puede que sea peor. Word. Okay. Word. Pero, pero sí. Me veo 10 años contigo siendo muy feliz, mami. Mm -hmm. Pero el camino que vamos, sí, tengo fe, estoy segura de eso. Eat that insecure love. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in and listening and as always sharing how you feel with us. We appreciate it. We appreciate you. Exactamente. Síganos, por favor, en nuestra página de Instagram, <risa> latinas, guión bajo, en guión bajo, quarantine, para que estén en contacto directos con nosotras. Latinas, underscore, en underscore, quarantine. Te lo decimos en español y en inglés. Y ahora, chao, pescado. <risa> chao. Bye. <risa>